0: So welcome to Truth or Dare with Chris Christian. This is a podcast that reveals the truth behind entrepreneurship and explores practical strategies on how to sustain in business. It's my goal to inspire you to dream, motivate you to dare and give you the keys to go out and do it. I believe there's a formula for success. It's 33 percent about what you think and believe, 33 percent about what you say and 33 percent about what you do do. I read a Forbes article that stated 90% of all entrepreneurs fail in business, which means that only 10% succeed. According to the Federal Reserve, there were 2.4 million African American women-owned businesses in 2018, most owned by women between the ages of 35 and 54. Black women are the only racial or ethnic group with more business ownership than their male peers. So the 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 question that I always was just wondering is why? Why are we the number one segment of entrepreneurs? And the Amex reported that higher unemployment rates, long term unemployment and a much greater gender and racial pay gap have led women of color to start businesses at a higher rate out of necessity and the need to survive. So understanding that black women are the largest segment of entrepreneurs, and I am in that segment, and you are as well, um, it's important for me to to really talk about how to sustain in business and not only to dream and to dare, but to actually do and go out and be not only a resourceful startup, but a successful, uh, sustainable empire. And so I am here with one of my favorite entrepreneurs, Shaniqua Davis, hey,
1: hey girl, hey.
0: hey. Yes. So excited to be here. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. Of course. So Shaniqua, if you haven't heard about her, I don't really know how at this point, but Shaniqua Davis is a digital marketing and tech enthusiast with several years of experience developing tech solutions. A Detroit native, Shaniqua learned early on how to use innovative techniques to gain both experience and significant opportunities for advancement in 2016, she launched her first startup, Norify, and since then, she's been featured in Forbes, Marie Claire, and also awarded and recognized as Crane's Tech 50 recipient and 2018 40 Under 40 honoree and so many other places. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. I'm inspired by you and everything that you've done so far and so I just want the audience to hear your background. How did you all get started with everything?
1: Yes I just want to start off by saying again I'm super excited to be here with you and I'm also looking up to you as an inspiration so this is an an exciting table talk right here. Yes, I launched my company back in 2016 and it was really rooted in my own personal and professional experiences of trying to navigate the workforce as a black woman. I had the opportunity to work in workplaces that were terrible. I remember going into a job that I hated and before getting into the office I was sitting in my car crying because I'm like this is not for me you know I deserve better than this but when I was trying to navigate the field like it just seemed like it wasn't adding up. The experience that I had gained under my belt, the knowledge that I had to contribute towards whatever position you know I was going after, it wasn't being applied. Something wasn't adding up. And I wanted to try to find a solution around that. And what it kept coming back to was like, okay, maybe I need to start shielding certain things about myself so I can try to get around this loophole. Um, and that came with switching my name and realizing that that generated more traction. What it helped me realize is that this is a problem that, is across the board, not just for black women, but for black professionals in general. Like we typically have to shield who we are to Basically, prepare or create opportunities for advancement, and we shouldn't have to do that. So that's when I created my company, Norify. Been running it for the last three years, and it's been an amazing experience. We work directly with uh, Black professionals, Black women, um, to connect them to opportunities at high-growth companies and get them in a door for change.
0: Wow! Oh my gosh, this is speaking to me for real. I want to move forward past Norify and talk about because we've we're working together currently, collaborating on a big project people don't know about yet. Yeah, but wait till we drop it. Right. <laughs> In 2020, y'all, just wait for it. I've experienced you being super aggressive with your moves. The sky's the limit for you. And I'm like, girl, can we really do that? I don't know about yes, that, Yes, we can. And, <laughs> and so I want to give our audience some practical tips on how to be aggressive what's the craziest thing that you've done in business just to get through the door I think that one I just feel like
1: nothing in my experience nothing has ever been handed to me nothing like it you know if that opportunity did present itself where it was handed to me I'm like oh this is exciting but this is a little too easy I'm just I'm used to going after what I want and I'm used to showing up how I want to be like perceived. If I, when I walk into a room, I want you to respect me. So I try to, I hold my shoulders high. I speak confidently and tell you what I want and what I expect. And I expect the same in return. And what I've learned from that being confident and just asking, confident in speaking on what I want or, you know, speaking on what I don't like, it's open doors for me. In terms of you know where I want my business to go, where I need my business to excel at, what resources I need, I wouldn't have gotten those if I didn't open up my mouth and say this is what I need. Closed mouths don't get closed mouths don't get fit. And I just think that women, specifically Black women, we have to be okay with being. If we have to be aggressive to get what we need, we need to be okay with that. We cannot. I feel like there's these stereotypes out there that tell us that oh you can't be this aggressive woman because you know you're gonna push people off or you're gonna you know be perceived as the angry Black woman and if you are perceived as an angry black woman and you're making business moves advancing your salary you're moving up in the workforce do what you need to do but be confident in whatever decision that you make so that's what I do for myself I'm confident in every decision that I make it may work it may not work but I tried it and I'm gonna learn something from it so that's where my aggression comes from and I'm I take that in proudly I'm okay with that yeah, so where did it come from? My my mom and my grandma, my so my grandmother's nickname was Dynamite. Okay, so, <laughs> right. Oh. right. so every to every time, you know, when I was younger and we would be going somewhere with my grandmother, somebody would walk up to my grandmother and be like, hey, dynamite. And I'm like, dynamite. And then as I grew older, I started to realize they started calling me little dynamite because everything that I developed and from a personality standpoint, I got it from my grandmother. My grandmother raised 14 kids. Ooh. yes my grandma popped out 14 kids I she don't know better. how she, yeah I don't know how she did it but she raised all her kids on her own and she she was born in 1927 in Arkansas down south. Her mother was the head of the household in terms of taking care of their family and going out there and making sure they had resources she was taught to also do that as well so I spent a lot of time with my grandmother and I watched how she never waited on anything. Mm. She never asked you twice she asked you one time. And you were expected to get it done. If you didn't, she didn't say nothing about it. She did it herself. So with that. And that's exactly how you move. <laughs> that's, <too. laughs> that's exactly how. To, I'm going to tell you what I want. I'm going to tell you what I expect from you. And if you don't do it, I'm going to take care of it myself. And what I found is a lot of people get offended by that. And it's, you it's know. Not yeah, it's not personal. It's just that, you know, I have expectations and I have things that I'm trying to accomplish. And if you aren't able to do it, I trust myself enough to be able to do it. But one thing that I have to take on with that, what I also learned with my grandmother and watching my my mother who obviously carried these burdens of trying to be the strong woman and taking on the household and that carries over into entrepreneurship for not only myself but also for other black women is that we have to learn when we need to take a step back and that leads
0: to the burnout right that's exactly what my next so this is perfect we both were in the sp- same space mm-hmm. last year because I've been looking at Shaniqua I'm like I want to work with her we reached out I reached out mm. we just couldn't connect because we were in that space of burnout yes. and we then reconnected and said okay now we we got ourselves in inside like connected to God did whatever mm-hmm. we needed to do to get our minds and now we were ready but we did miss opportunities yeah. in between that time yep. and And so I want to talk to you about the burnout. What are you doing? What did you do to avoid that so that we can be good and be well inside, but yeah. also be successful and yeah. ambitious at the same time. Because I think that you can have it all mm-hmm. if you plan and integrate that into your yeah. life. Yeah, I think that
1: I'm going to keep tying this back to the black household because the woman has always been the head of the black household. There are a lot of traits that can be displayed in both parts. But what comes from that is being able to continue to work. And then sometimes you don't realize you've hit burnout until burnout happens. And that's what happened for me. I'm always trying to be superwoman trying to take it on I'm like you know what I lose an employee cool I'll pick up that task do I need to hire somebody right now Hmm, maybe I'll put that off for now I'll try to take care of myself or you know what I'm gonna schedule these tasks here I'm gonna do this and that literally I didn't know I had hit a, a breakdown until it happened and I didn't know what to do I was crying people were asking me am I okay and I'm like I don't know I don't, I don't know if I'm okay. I know I'm overworking myself. It was at that point when I realized that I had hit rock bottom, I should say, from this period of overworking myself that I realized that I needed to step back and always make time for myself. So I have this dedicated period of time that I always set aside for myself. I'll turn my phone off. I'm shutting off work. I know, like, but it's so hard to turn off work, especially when you're kind of leading the business. But what I've been able to learn from that is that I'm so much better when I'm able to refresh. So I make time for vacation. I go see my therapist every two weeks. Sometimes yes. if I need to throw in an extra session in between there, I will. But my priority is my mental state so I can be able to take care of myself. If I take care of myself, I can take care of my business and I can take care of my family.
0: Yes. So
1: like just I guess to bring it back full circle is to make sure that you're thinking about yourself first. Right. Because That's the root of everything. Right.
0: Yeah. And if you if you are full, you can then pour out into mm-hmm. all the various aspects. Yeah. But if you're not, if you sick, who's gonna run it? Yeah,
1: who's, who's gonna do it? And that's when everything fails. Right. Like, like, it's hard to get yourself out of a bad situation. And when you're on E, and you're trying to get out of a bad situation, I think that's what leads to a lot of businesses failing for black women. Because mm-hmm. we, we continue to talk about how we wanna start these businesses. It's just like, because I'm not gonna wait on anybody, and I wanna create this opportunity, and I'm a boss woman and everything, but we run ourselves out, run out of resources, And then it's just like, we don't know how to get ourselves out of this
0: hole, so our businesses fail. Yeah. Okay, so to that point, I've read a lot of research, and it all states that we're Mm under-resourced. And there are other counterparts that, you know, obviously they have more resources outside, but I think that we're the number one category that doesn't have capital or investors and things like that. What is it that is preventing us from reaching out? Because I know even for me, I'm very leery of even asking anybody for money, period. I think that that goes personally and professionally. Like, I don't want to ask for money. I just want to get it myself. But I think that that might be a mindset that we need to unlearn if we want to get past and break through yeah. to that billion dollar business because oh, yeah. you can't you can't bootstrap a billion dollar business
1: there's no way it, it takes money to make money right um i think for me honestly i'm not perfect this is a battle that i'm still figuring out myself just like you said like it takes a lot for me to ask anybody for capital mm-hmm. period like even if it's an investor waiting to give money and i'm like i don't want to ask him for right. anything what do you want from me <laughs> yeah like what i gotta <laughs> give up i don't i don't i don't know it don't look right <laughs> But, you know, this is this is what we need to do. So I went through my first round of raising capital last year Mm -hmm. and it was the most stressful period of my life. And that's when I hit my mental breakdown. I went through burnout because I talked to so many different people and I didn't want to because I felt like I was consistent. I felt like I was sitting in front of people begging them to give me money. And I had to try to convince them to understand why it's important that they invest their capital in, in into me, I think I spoke with maybe like 95 to 97 investors in a 30 day period. With that like constant, it's just no, 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 Oof, no, no, what no. What they could do to and your like, spirit, to your spirit, I'm, I'm like okay, I'm good with a no. No, just means next opportunity. But when you keep getting it over and over and over and over again, my spirit was beat down. I'm like I don't know what else to do. What am I saying wrong? How do I Switch it up. Like it was just like I lost all motivation. But because I was on this consistent cycle of like I have to grind, I have to grind. This investor says, no, I'll go to the next one. I never gave myself the chance to reset, take Mm -hmm. a step back and say, you know what, what can we do different? It was just like, no, keep moving. Yeah. At the end of that period, I got to 97 investors and every one of them told me no. I remember I was crying because I'm like, I've done everything. I feel like I've shown every step of the way on what I'm supposed to be doing. I got the candidates here. They're looking for jobs. They're waiting. I got companies. I got big companies. I'm working with Fortune 500 companies. What else you need? I got the platform. I'm like, why are y'all telling me no? And I feel like what came from that was my energy, because I was so beat out from all of those no's, my energy was probably... You know, what you put out like there how is- How you what, show up. Yeah, it's how you show up. I wasn't showing up as my confident self. And then it's just like, I literally, I would ask for feedback and they say, you know, we didn't believe you. We don't know if this is something that you want to continue to do. And it's, even though this is my baby, it was that energy I was putting out there. Oof, um, that's good. Yeah. Cool. So, Ooh, girl,
0: you got me <laughs> the chill, the chills here. Yeah. Yes. So uh,
1: the biggest lesson I learned from that was to take a break and understand that people- are only gonna be receptive of what I'm able to give them. And if I'm burnt out or in any way, I don't feel confident in what I'm saying, it's never gonna be received positively. So for women who are going out here and they want to ask for more resources, we need to have a proper plan about what we want to do and be okay with if that plan doesn't go the way we expect it to. Like we have to be okay with derailing this plan that was planned out so perfectly. This is exactly how I'm going to do it and I want it to work. And if it doesn't work, it's like, okay, we're going on to the next one. I feel like if I would have took that with me, I feel like I would have definitely been able to take on the next round of people, but I took a break. I think it was maybe like two or three months and I was like, I can't do it. But that break, that's when me and you got together. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you know what? I'm back. I'm ready to get back in the game. I understand what I need to be doing. I need to delegate. I need to work with people to, you know, help bring these resources together. And we don't always have to ask for the resources just for ourselves. We can ask for people to help us get these resources. We can bring people on board that are going to provide their own resources and help. Right. We just
0: got to be vocal. Yes. Everything doesn't have to come through you. Mm-hmm. You can you can ask for their resources and then collaborate. Yeah. And the collaborations I feel like that's how you really get over that hump. Because oh, everything's yes. not in on all, your Yeah,
1: you, you don't have all your eggs in one basket. Right. Like everything is just like, you know what, I can rely if I can't show up the way I need to today, I know I got my partner who's gonna be here to help me. And we could put we could put our minds together, we can work together. And then outside of that, we could put our networks together. Because if if we can't do this, I'm pretty sure that one of us has someone within our network that can help us. Absolutely. We just gotta get out there and stop trying to be almighty.
0: Wonder Woman, uh, doing it all. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, it's okay to have the Wonder Woman confidence. Mm-hmm. That's what I say, have Wonder Woman confidence, but also have the ability to take a step back and say, you know what, this Wonder Woman needs help. I need help, I'm struggling. That's
0: beautiful. I, I, you, you just, just <laughs> dynamite, girl. You just <laughs> spit the fire today. Oh my goodness. Um, thank you so much, Shaniqua, for your time, yes. your energy. I've learned a lot just listening to you for this period of time. If there were like three things you could leave our audience of women, um specifically women of color, what would those be on how to get their business? Out there. Out there um, in front of the right faces. Because one thing's for sure, through all of the things that you've done, working with Fortune 500 companies, being in all these magazines, that's, these are goals mm-hmm. for people. Yeah. What did you do? You know, how did you get out there? Was it just grit? It was, it was hustle. Hustle. Like, when I started my business, um, I came
1: up with the idea in my living room. Oh, my ex's living room. (laughs) And and, yeah, thank you. (laughs) And um, I was like, immediately, I'm about to make this a business. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I create the logo that night. I thought of the name. I bought the domain. I started researching branding colors. Like I was intentional about everything that I wanted to do, even though I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know what the business was going to become or where it was going to go. But the very next day, I literally went out. And when people asked me what I did, I was like, I'm the CEO and founder of This company called Norify. and then they were like, "Oh, what is it?" And you know, when you're early in your business, your elevator pitches all over the place. Yeah. I'm like, "Oh, we help black people. Uh, right. We help <laughs> we help people get jobs. We a community room. Like it, it didn't matter. I just was talking to everybody. From talking to everybody I knew or everybody that I came across, I they were like, "Oh my god, this is amazing. You should know such and such." And yeah. they would introduce me to such and such and such and such would be like, "You should be in front of this." Like, but it all came from me talking.
0: Putting yourself out there.
1: Putting myself out there. And I was confident. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. But I was just like, it's going to be something. Yeah. Trust me yeah trust me believe in me I'm if you believe in me this is gonna take off so and you had
0: to believe in you first
1: I was I was confident I didn't know where it was going but I believed I could pull it off because I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur I knew this was something that was personal to me like there are a lot of people who jump into the diversity space because it's a hot topic it's like no I'm you lived this. I lived this I know what it's like so I was like, why not try to be a resource? So to go back to those three things, I'm gonna say be vocal, be confident, and be fearless. And when I say fearless, that means that if it works, great. If it does not, great. Like you it's can okay. Yeah, It's okay to like learn from your failure. I failed so many times, I'm gonna fail again. Like I'm okay with That's it. That's the best lesson. Yeah, so and I think that once we're able to embody all of those things, like when you show up in a room, people are gonna see that. And when when they see that, they wanna work with you. They want to put you in front of people. They want to put you in magazines because you're going to inspire somebody. They want to put you on the radio so you could talk to people. They want your face to be the face of whatever they see in you. So be that.
0: Yes, girl! That's, yes, <laughs> thank you so You're much, Thank you. Okay, so if anyone is interested in finding you on social media or your website, give us their information.
1: Yes, so if you want to find me on uh, social media, I'm Shaniqua D. Um, that's via Instagram and also via Twitter. For my Norify, my business pages, it's Norify across the board on every social media platform, and that's N-O-I-R-E-F-Y. And that is also our web domain, so you can find us there, follow us there, send us some companies, send us some candidates looking forward to it
0: okay well we will be back with another episode thank you again and then we'll see we're not gonna reveal exactly what it is but we're gonna have a little drop on our big project together i'm excited it's gonna be well worth the wait yes thank you thank you thanks for joining guys this is chris christian and you are listening to truth or dare with chris christian This episode really resonated with me because I'm literally trying to avoid burnout. And so this was a transparent conversation and something that I've been thinking about for a long time because it's so easy as an entrepreneur to get stressed and pressured about things that happen every single day, right? It's so easy for your day and your life and your moments to be consumed with work. You look up and days have passed. Weeks have passed, months have passed, years have passed, and you may have missed key moments that really is what life is about, enjoying life. Most recently, I've really made it a point, especially to know that burnout is is near, to think about the things that I can do on a daily basis, on an hourly basis to make me happy. Making me happy typically has to do with other people, but if that's calling a friend, getting back into a group chat that I haven't, you know, contributed to in a really long time, or just hitting somebody up randomly and telling them that they're on my mind. These things that are human things, that in order to be content and happy, that engagement must occur. And being in the present moment is even more key. The present moment for an entrepreneur can look so many different ways, right? It could be, for me, making sure shipment is going out for Chicago French Press or going to a meeting with a new client or pitching new business, whatever that is. You know, these things on top of the daily responsibilities can change stress you out. And so it's important to, in the moment, in that present moment, have fun with it. You know, me and my team, we work hard, but we play harder saying jokes along the way. Life is what you make it. Entrepreneurship is totally what you make it. It's always going to be more, right? There's always going to be more work. That's the goal, right? There's always going to be more to do. And so if every moment is A stressful moment. You're not really thinking about enjoying and what's actually happening is growing right now and saying that you're grateful and having that attitude of gratitude. I think without doing that, life becomes a struggle, right? Entrepreneurship is a struggle struggle. and you don't want to make your mindset be of struggle because it's hard to get out of a struggle, but it's so easy to soar and jump into new opportunities with an open mind. Prerequisite for me, especially anyone on my team, is that they exude this attitude of positivity, of optimism. To recap our conversation, we were talking about avoiding burnout with Shaniqua today. Here are the cliff notes. One, make time for yourself. If this means therapy, if this means vacation, whatever this means and looks like to you, take time for yourself ask for help. Ask people. You are not your only resource. Look at the people around you and see what they have to offer. They would be so happy to contribute to whatever you have going on, but you gotta ask. Close miles, don't get fed. One key part of what she said, Shaniqua, that I loved was take a step back to reset. Ask yourself true questions like, What can I do differently? It's how you show up to opportunities. It's how you show up in life that is the impact. Is it positive? Is it refreshing? Do people enjoy your presence? That's how you get people to want to be a part of your vision. That's how you get people to want to invest because they're investing in someone that they love. She also talked about three things that we could take away that could impact our business in a major way. One being vocal, vocalizing what you want you know knowing what you want and being vocal about it to be confident in everything that you do show up with confidence believe in yourself and others will believe in you and being fearless not being afraid to fly not being afraid to fail so these were the takeaways from this episode I really really hope you enjoyed it I sure did and I'll see you next time You've been listening to Truth or Dare with Chris Christian, a podcast that reveals the truth behind entrepreneurship and explores practical strategies on how to sustain in business. You can find the podcast every Monday at ChrisChristian.com backslash podcast.